0: The Morning Show with Declan Meehan. East Coast FM Well, we were talking about this quite a lot last week and that is the status of these XL bully dogs. Well, in the UK, seemingly, it's been confirmed uh, they will be going ahead with a ban on these dogs from the end of the year I wonder how that's going to be enforced Uh, if your dog is part XL bully or full XL bully, whatever it is anyway there's going to be difficulties but anyway they seem to be going ahead uh, with uh, banning this breed but many people feel this is not the answer let's get the view of Pete Weatherburn, Pete the vet and Pete is at the practice at Old Connor in Bray, good morning Pete Good morning, Good morning to you. Good to talk to you. As always, now we've spoken about the XL bullies before, and uh, I'm sure a lot of them are lovable, uh, but uh, there have been instances of well-reported uh, stories of, um, well, endangerment with them. So uh, give us the, the vet point of view.
1: Well, the, there's no doubt that the challenge is that these are very large, muscular, powerful dogs. And if you had a dog that is like a Chihuahua or even a Jack Russell that went a little bit out of control, well, it could easily be taken back into control again, whereas these dogs are so big and so strong that, that, that they just can't be sometimes. And then they over- overcome people, and, and then they, they, they cause serious damage. And, and so that's the problem. And there's no doubt also that the the type of dog that they are traditionally were bred for some aggressive tendencies and that means that sometimes they're quicker to become like that than other breeds of dog. So that's the the, the risk that's out there. And of course, the obvious answer is to do what they've done in the UK, at least the populist answer, the one that appeals as a knee-jerk reaction, uh, just ban the darn thing, just stop them, ban them right now. And that's what they've done. But we know that they tried to do that before. Yeah. With other breeds, with other breeds, and all sorts of problems come up. And in particular, it's very, very difficult. It's very difficult to specifically identify a breed. So you might say, um, that's um, an XL bully. And the owner of the dog might say, oh, no, it's not. It's a boxer crossed with a Labrador. And so you then have a situation where what do you do? And, and what what actually happened in the past was that the dog was seized by the police, um, was taken to a police dog pound, and was kept in detention for years while it went through the, the courts, with different people trying to identify the dog in different ways and all sorts of complications. Um, and um, because you see, the thing is that many XL bullies are absolutely lovely family pets that people adore, and. They've been told in the UK, they've been told that by the end of this year, you either have to have your dog registered on a list so that it has to be neutered um, and checked by a vet to make sure they're good-natured and put onto an exempted list. And if you don't do that, you will have to have your dog euthanized. And they're giving people £200 to take their dog to the vet to have them euthanized. So that's what they're doing there, and they're kind of thinking it's all going to go Easily, but I can tell you it's not because so many people are either going to just, you know, um, put their head in the sand and p- ignore the fact that they've got a dog that looks like a, an XL bully, and then the police are going to be faced with going around knocking people's doors and seizing their dogs. Um, they're going to be seizing good natured family dogs and taking them away to be euthanized. You can just imagine the emotional havoc that's going to follow.
0: Mm, so the alternative is?
1: The alternative is that you focus instead on public education, teaching people that these types of dogs have their challenges and that if you have one, you have extra responsibilities to make sure that they are kept safely. Um, And that is likely to be far more effective than trying to impose a radical solution which is not really enforceable. Um, So um, now, having said that, um, there are cases when really bad accidents and injuries happen. And I think that the other thing that should be followed up is that every case where a dog bites somebody badly, there should be a forensic investigation into it, including dog behaviourists, and they should write reports which are widely publicised so that everybody knows what happens. So that we don't just hear in the news that, that a boy near Waterford was attacked and badly injured or that two women... Uh, we're, we're, were were badly bitten by one of these dogs. That's all we hear at the time. We don't hear the precise circumstances. And it is the precise circumstances that that matter. And we need to teach people, you know, how to recognize when a situation is getting a little bit out of control so they can nip it in the bud. And most people don't know enough about dog body language to understand that a dog's getting in a situation where, you know, where it's... a maybe a bit tense, or maybe it's a bit anxious, a bit unhappy, whatever's going on. And because they don't understand that, situations go out of control. And when you have a big, powerful, muscular dog that's out of control, it's disastrous.
0: Right. So education for owners. Um, But you'd have to do that. I mean, the law has to be precise because you're bringing in the law. Yes. Right, okay, you can't be, well, if yeah. your dog is a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you have to do this and you have to do that. I mean, the rule for dogs would be universal then. So the smallest little dog that you've got on a lead that you can hardly see, you fall over all the time and it's a, it's a very nice little dog, um, that has to have the same rules apply as as the other dogs.
1: Well, well that, that's when I think it's worth looking at what they've done in other countries. So... For example, in some parts of Germany and Spain, they have extra regulations that apply to dogs that are taller than 40 centimeters. So, um, you know, and that would include all XL bullies. It also would include Labradors and Golden Retrievers and other dogs that wouldn't have the same types of reputations. But what they do is, in, in some of these jurisdictions, is they have a, a law that if you have a dog like that, then you have to do a dog handling, a practical dog training test. So uh, and you also have to have third-party insurance, so that if there is an incident, that the people who are bitten uh, at least can get some compensation for the situation. So, but they have special special rules that apply to larger dogs, and that's something which is objective and can be, you know, it's easy to measure a dog. It's difficult to say that dogs an XL bully cross because of the, you know, so much variation um, and and so on but it is easy to say, your dog is taller than that height. And that, that's, that's the kind of thing I think that we should be talking about. I also think that the, the government should definitely take action, and they started that. There was an interdepartmental government committee on the control of dogs, which published an interim report in the summer, and it was really good, with some great thoughts, including, for example, introducing 40 new dog wardens around the country. Dog wardens to make sure that people have their dogs microchipped and licensed, because at the moment, it seems like it's an option to get that done. Even though the law says your dog must be microchipped, your dog must be licensed, um, we reckon that somewhere around 30% of people actually bother to do that. And that's because it's not enforced. So one of the ideas is, get yes, get more dog wardens and more enforcement of the existing laws. And once you do that, you can, you can also look at the other possibilities that include uh, compulsory um, education about dogs for owners of bigger dogs as well as other possible options. But I think it's something that needs to be thought about carefully and the government should be not just having an interdepartmental committee, they should be including people who've experience and training and education about dogs themselves because I can tell you there's plenty of dog experts in this country who have great positive ways of looking at dealing with this issue and at the moment they're not being talked to.
0: Very good. Okay. Thanks, Pete. Good morning to you. Thank you. That is uh, Pete Weatherburn, Pete the Vet there, and uh, he's got the website, which is Pete the Vet. If you want to find out more about all that, or if you view yourself, 87